Are you coming? I'm here. Can you see me? Okay. Turn your video uh, uh, camera on and off, and that will give a signal come back. It's, there you go. Okay. So, um, when we're looking at Anapanasati as a practice knowing specifically the fourth tetrad, we could really go into some things at a deeper way. Mm. Normally, we want to talk about uh, it at the surface level of Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta, mm -hmm. and use examples like if you see a bug crawling across the floor, you can see him. If that bug sits still, especially if he's in a crack that's the same color that he is, you're not going to notice him. Mm. But if he's um, walking across the surface and is a slightly different color than the surface, uh, then you can notice. We mm -hmm. we notice change. Mm -hmm. That that's how the human brain, especially uh, the visual system, is mm -hmm. wired. Mm -hmm. Is they're out looking for things that catch our attention, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what is it that catches the attention of the eye? Is movement. Mm -hmm. And so if we're looking at a still picture versus looking at a video, the eyes are different, doing different work, and the eyes right down to the eye level knows that. And so the eye itself will pick up that movement as part of the signal. That movement then is a Nietzsche, and that at one level is just happening all the time. Mm. At another level, there is something within each one of us that resists that Anicca. Mm. Why? Because we have the uh, delusion that I can be safe if I can keep things together. Mm. Well, in fact, things are constantly falling apart. Mm. That a better point of wisdom is I can keep my mind together even as things fall apart i'll never be able to keep things together mm. the only thing that we can keep together would be the organized mind but it too is still in constant motion in constant flux mm. so the the next part is at a deeper level is that a nietzsche itself means that something is dying away while something else is being created. That there's always a destructive quality as well as a constructive quality. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let us look at the building site. They cannot build that building unless they unpackage the lumber. They take the lumber and put it up into the building. So they've got to destroy that beautiful uh, lot of lumber that the lumberyard built. The very product that, that the lumberyard produces that they're so proud of and make so much money off of, the first thing that somebody does with it is tear it apart. <laughs> and so we see that one thing is a raw good for something else. Mm. And that everything like that is in a process which means that for something new to happen, something old has to fade away, to die away, to be lost. Mm -hmm. 
this is the normal process of life, and yet humans do not like, not the Anucha itself, it's the fact that it's going to lose something. Mm. That we know that within the laptops right now, that each one of them is very busy, very active, doing all kinds of things that we could call Anucha because, you know, pixels fighting and that kind of stuff. But we do care a whole lot if the power goes. Because now that Anitra I don't like anymore because now their laptop is it's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, a, a tiny little change in there. And it, it changed to the point that now the laptop is no longer a laptop. At best, it's a door uh, knob or what a door knob. <laughs> and so... Um, this is the way of things. Everything falls apart. Mm. That's always that fading away process. Everything falls apart. So on a on a practical level, we 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 need to kind of gain like deep experiential insight into this fact so that we can live from it and the way to let. do it is to watch the thoughts in your own mind rot fade away and drop out that every mind moment is a new mind moment Mm. and every new mind moment means the old mind moment is kaput Mm. but you do have enough uh let us say insight to be able to weigh bye-bye out of the back door of the moving vehicle Mm. okay we begin to see everything is in fact is fading away as things new present the old things die out Mm. and that we're Constantly, every thought we have has goes through that cycle. Every mind moment goes through that cycle. Every thought, but also every kind of um, presentation to the, every projection on the screen of the mind from the senses as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. so when you say mind moment, you don't just mean a kind of thought. You also mean a kind of sense impression. Um, let us say that somewhere inside of us is sort of a clock that's going too fast that we're not quite aware of, all right? And that we can call that a quantum clock tick. And we use the word quantum in the sense that, like they found out by deep research with all kinds of uh, physics, is that electrons that form light have a quality of a photon that mm-hmm. is um, a quantum. So was this the wave okay. and particle idea? Well, the, one of the ways of looking at it is that it takes just so much energy for an electron to move from one valence to another valence. Mm-hmm. And it takes just so much energy to kick that electron out so it will go someplace else. That's a quantum of power. Okay, yeah. Okay, and now they understand that not only that, but down at the level of quarks, everything happens at a, at a threshold. That below that threshold, nothing happens. It reaches the threshold and bang, something happens. Mm-hmm. So our whole universe is operated quantumly. You can also think of it in this way, is, is that time itself backs up until the pressure gets big enough and then the clock will tick and then a little more pressure so that that our time even the mind moment is a quantum 
and so they're happening on a fairly regular basis for each person is probably a little different. But I'll say that a mind moment is, in fact, what is presentable right here, right now, in this mind moment. There it is. Okay, and then another one. Okay. So it comes like that. You could say then that this mind moment may be something similar to a, the clock tick of one second. I mean, why did we decide on one second way back when? It must have had something to do with that that's the way that we kind of measure things. Sure. Okay. And so uh, this is this mind moment is basically what is the thought that we're having right now? Mm. And then the next mind moment will be what's the next thought? Now, that thought, as we've talked about many times, may be verbal or nonverbal. So by nonverbal, it's kind of sense impression, right? It's like consciousness. A, a sense impression, precisely. Yeah. It, could, it can be visual. Yeah. We can remember a vision and then tell ourselves a story about it. Or we can okay. just see a vision and not tell ourselves a story about it and just be exactly. in yeah. Okay, one of the places that I noticed that was when, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you the story. Great. Because it doesn't mean anything without the story. Okay. And that is, is that when I was in the first grade, I came home from school early because somehow they decided that I was sick. And I remember just getting the day off. I go home and mommy's not home. Panic time. So what do I do? I climb into my treehouse that dad has just made for me. And I play with it. And I fall out of the treehouse. And on the way down with my left arm, I grab the chain of the swing. Because he had a, a, a swing that had a chain in the board rather than roping. Mm -hmm. And that chain scraped my arm. Okay. That instantaneous of me hanging in the air, losing a control, falling to the ground while that right, while that chain is wrapped around my left arm is a visual image that it took this long to describe it to you, but it's instantaneous. And with that used to come a, ter a terror or a panic that had already been set up. But now when I think about it, it's just an amusement. But I don't think about that, th that thought long. But I did want to bring it up to you because that's a very, very clear example of just a flash of a visual image. Just the image of the arm wrapped around the chain is one mind moment mm -hmm. that then led to how many mind moments have we had since I first started talking about this? A thousand or more? Mm -hmm. Okay, so they happen very, very quickly. But we could watch them. Yes, so this is what, so as I currently practice it, it's like that shit, it's like a shift from, um, from that kind of expansive, quite clear um, mind state that you're in at the kind of end of the third tetrad. And then from there, it's like this shift in emphasis to wanting to, to watch essentially arrive, like the, those mind moments arise and pass. Pass away and pass away, the arising they, and the passing away. Page one, it feels like incredibly energetic and like it's like you are immersed in, like you're being hit like a million times a minute or like, like just like this very, very quick fire thing and sometimes i feel like i don't have very much stamina to stay in that place very long Do you, like or, or like or like i i 
it's like I can't quite handle staying in that that place very long. So somehow I'll get distracted away from it, and then I kind of bring myself back. <laughs> um, but it's. I would say that maybe what we're talking about is when we begin to see the absolute breadth and depth of the arising passing away function that we're talking about here, beginning to see how much stuff is really in the mind, it almost is overwhelming. Yes. But is it part of the job of this of this work is to is to No, to just to just enjoy the fact that you can see this stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. We don't really have to do anything about it at that level yeah. until can recognize it as dukkha yes so is it what well, recognizing it as dukkha so the way because i'm aware from reading um mindfulness with breathing with the dasa actually the dasa kind of talks about the anicca as really being like shorthand for a list the list being anicca dukkha and anatta right so is the viewing the, the kind of view of dukkha isn't it more like viewing when you get trapped in when you get kind of hooked by one of these arising and passing things and when you then go into a kind of like you know yes. vortex of thought yes. and story that's the dukkha yes. that's when we can that's label it. Right. that mm-hmm. dukkha let it go and then kind of go back to being in that stream and in that flood right exactly the creation of the story yes okay and 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 the storytelling but in fact what we're doing here instead is um letting it die immediately that's step 15 and then relinquishing it or throwing it out this is what we mean again step 16 of anapanasati relinquishment is basically the same thing as step 10 of anapanasati in the sense of aha i see you aha mm-hmm. i see you and because aha i see you that's also getting rid of it throwing it out relinquishing it letting it go and letting it die or basically watch it die while it's being thrown out mm. and then okay so so essentially, on a on a kind of practical level, it's like it, this fourth way to practice the fourth level is all about immersing yourself in that like kind of arising and passing of mind moments, and just like to what whatever extent you're able in whatever level of detail. And sometimes it can be very detailed and very subtle, and sometimes not so much. But you let let them rise and pass when you get in court in something it's seeing it as dukkha and letting it go precisely uh-huh. and then do we go through is there another option in there like a kind of subtle shift to, to the anata view and and just allowing like a very this is not me this yeah. is not i this is not who i am this is just passing phenomena Mm. That's so, part of the letting go, and we can use that as a, either a hard thought, like that I just expressed, or a very soft part, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and we do that in the sense of no, this is not me. Okay, so there's one more point. Go ahead. When we turn it around, right? Because if 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 we 
are experiencing the arising and passing, but we still have a sense of I am experiencing this thing arising and passing, then there's still like that kind of duality, which is kind of affirming a self view, right? Because there's self experiencing not, other. Not necessarily. Remember that the self that the Buddha is referencing as the problem is the self that carries dukkha. Yeah. So a bucket that carries crap is a different kind of bucket than one that carries your most prized possessions. Mm. Okay. So we begin to understand that the whole quality of the self changes depending upon the merchandise that it is carrying around. Yes, but that's it. The fact that the, the quality of the self changes or the self is a quality is like a kind of is another phenomenon that's subject to change and yes exactly we're getting at it even that self is no self because it's subject to a nietzsche yeah so it's that's what i'm saying it's not like a fixed viewpoint viewing arising and passing it's part of that same field of change and process precisely precisely and so basically what you can say is is that Anicca anatta, anicca anatta is in a happy circumstance until one of them breaks into dukkha. In other words, the self will create the dukkha because why he ha doesn't like the anicca. Mm. That the anicca and the anatta just circle by themselves, but when the anatta becomes the self, I like it or, or I don't like it. That's when the dukkha will come in, is because the self arose. Mm -hmm. All right. But when the self arises to promote the wholesome, that's not nearly so bad as when the arisal of the of the self is the um, the production of dukkha. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And so we can say then that we're going to develop a self because we're actually changing the personality from one kind of personality to another kind of personality. Mm -hmm. This is what we mean by the self is pliable and changeable moment by moment that it's not fixed and sometimes it's just not even there at all. That mm -hmm. it comes and goes and it is when it does come, can be in a massive different kind of varieties. Anicca, 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 Anicca. And in that regard, there is no fixed self, Anatta. Mm. That's an important point to recognize is, is that, yes, there is a self, but it's always temporary in this moment. Mm. And it arises and passes away. And that we should not hold the delusion that it's continuous. Mm. That it's the same, the same self that experienced dukkha before now experiences pleasure. No, it's a different self. Mm. So the, just to kind of recap. And you created both of them. <laughs> the fading away and the cessation. So the two middle steps then. So the first step is. So no, the first one, 13, is Anicca. Yes, so the first, the first the one is Anicca. The, the number 14 
is the fading away or the dying out of everything. Everything that go, that becomes anew came from something that rotted away. So we have to see that there's a, uh, it's not just a Nietzsche, a Nietzsche, a Nietzsche, for instance, oh, it was good and now it's bad. Yeah. No, it's just converted to something new. Everything is new. Everything that's old dies. Everything passes away. Okay, so those two... And, it, and at the end of this fading away is secession. Yeah. And finally, things have completely exhausted. They've, they've, it's gone now. And we can think of that in Anapanasati as finally that thought of, uh, uh, I needed a vacation. Mm-hmm is gone Mm. because people can think they need a vacation even while they're on vacation (laughs) (laughs) that in fact in america make people vacation so hard they do need a vacation after their vacation (laughs) i mean god they only get two weeks a year right it's uh so essentially then that is like an elaboration so Four, eight, twelve. So steps fourteen and fifteen are like an elaboration of step thirteen. It's it's sort of like describing that process in a bit more detail. It's saying uh-huh. not just a Nietzsche, but it, it is where Nietzsche works is things fade and things cease. Okay, so you can say it this way. It was born, it grew up, and it got old. Yeah. Okay, that's that's one phase. And after it gets old, that's when it starts to die. And it gets old and starts to die. That's fading away. And then you finally kill it off. And that's secession. And now you can drag away the carcass and throw it out. And that's relinquishment. Mm-hmm. Okay, part. In fact, that's what a funeral is all about, is to say goodbye. That's the relinquishment stage, and people wind up making it a pity party anyway, mm-hmm. rather than a happy goodbye. Well, I'm glad you're out of here. <laughs> Grandpa, it's good to know you. Where's your gold? <laughs> but, oh, no, a lot of funerals are, in fact, not a relinquishment. It's a clinging that they do. Yes. So this is a practice of wisdom, is to let go of things that die. Get them out of the mind. Mm. And so we can watch it. And every time that thought uh, leaves, we can be relieved. Boy, I'm glad that's gone. I'm glad that's over. Glad I don't have to think about that. Mm. And so you could do that with the, uh, 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 the retreat. Because it's going to be sunyata. It's going to be really empty. You know mm-hmm. what it's going to be empty of? kids Mm. it's going to be empty of kids so anytime you bring the kids back in you can say nope ain't no kids here Mm -hmm. okay this Mm -hmm. place is empty of kids let's Mm -hmm. let's uh i need you that one really right out the door and i can say goodbye to the kids i'll say hello to them when i see them but right now out they go It's going to be empty, empty of a lot of stuff. I think that's one of the things I'm looking forward to. It's going to be empty of Matt. No one's going to say that. <laughs> yeah, right, so even thoughts of Matt. Well, Matt ain't here yeah. either. I won't, I won't have heard or said his name for a week. So, you know, it's empty of Matt. Right. 
Empty of that, empty of kids, empty of X, empty of job. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a teacher there. I'm not, that's not a relevant uh, label or idea anymore for the next week. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're all inspired and all pumped up to go out and just do nothing at all. That's marvelous. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. And then, so the idea then to go like bigger picture is that through this kind of like repeated seeing and practicing of this muscle of like letting things arise and pass and fade and cease and be let go of we relate to all of the processes of our life with that uh with that kind of process built into the way that we respond to reality which is deeply contrary to the way which Paticha Samupada describes the way we ordinarily cling to experience and can't let it go and attach it to the idea of self exactly and this this is what the noting technique is really all about if we understand it correctly and the way to understand it correctly is note it well and let it pass. Mm. That's the fading away and relinquishment. So mm. let it let it really die out. I suppose it's that thing is if you don't note or notice it in the first place, you can't notice that it's passing because you have the illusion of one solid continuous event of life. Precisely. Yeah. Rather than just constantly um, arising and passing away, arising and passing away, arising and passing away. Yeah. Nietzsche, 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 Nietzsche. Everything is constantly fading. I've heard you say before about like noticing as as rather than no, noting necess- and that that makes sense to me and the way I I feel like I I practice etc. It's like there's constantly like sati is there. You are seeing. These moments come, 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 but you don't need to to interfere by labeling. Because mm-hmm. isn't that actually labeling is within traditions that are, you know, like the noting traditions, isn't it? Labeling? No, I think that's more of a misunderstanding of the original tradition. I think that that strong noting and labeling is a is a Western manufactured. Um, mistaken understanding stage it's like at the beginning you do i mean i i'm very ignorant about it i've never studied or learned or practiced within a note noting tradition but like my understanding is that like the the kind of quite gross you know linguistic uh, conceptual labeling is a ve- is like at the very beginning stage of it and it's and it's dangerous if the student gets caught into that yes okay they need to move away from that hard labeling into a very soft labeling in the sense of when, while, we're, while we're labeling, that whole process it actually can be considered a, a method of um, perception or making up a story. Mm, okay. And so what we're actually looking for is the noting at the sense store rather than the noticing after it's been completely processed. Mm. Okay, so one's just the witnessing, just see what it is, and the other one is actually telling a story about it. Mm. Okay. 
Now, in that regard, I want to make another point with this. And that is, is that this is to be practiced and experienced with all of the sense doors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one at a time, mostly one at a time, because when we're actually mixing them, we can't mix them anyway. We do one and then the other, mm-hmm. like we could see here, see here. An example of that is with students that have the actual task, and that is, is that you you listen to something, a talk of some whatever, and then you read something else at the same time, mm-hmm. and you do it. Everybody can gain some skill at it, but in the beginning, no. You either are listening or you're reading, one or the other. And generally, for many people, they're not doing either one, <laughs> and they're not getting anything out of it at all. I suppose if you can alternate quick enough, then you can build. And you know what you're doing and track it. Yeah. So that you know that you know what you're doing, then you can do that. But that's a deep skill that that ha- that has to be developed over a period of time, and one wonders what real value of it is anyway. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. All right. So, um, but going back to the point of paying attention to, or what do we see? Then what do we hear? So when you're walking through the uh, through the uh, uh, the forest. What we see is all over the place. That we'll look down to see where we're going. We'll look there. We look there. We also are kind of hearing. And these little mind moments was one after the other after the other. You can begin to watch that process going on. The anicca that your mind is going through that moves from one sense to the next to the next. Then while you're eating, you can begin to pay very close attention to uh, the eating the touch of the food, what the mouth feels like, what does this, what, how does it smell, what is the taste, and really start to focus in on and paying attention to that. So what we're saying is the whole concept, just like we talked last time, is be in the here now in your senses. Mm-hmm. And remember that the mind door is only one of six. Mm-hmm. And we spend far too much time there ignorantly. And so if we start paying more attention to what we see and what we hear and what we touch and what we feel and take some of the time away from that uh, mind door and take mind moments away from it, then what mind moments it does have will be more, let us say, vibrantly alive and seeable. Mm. And so that would be the kind of last advice before you go off this afternoon because mm-hmm. you don't have much time left, is to make sure that you're paying attention in this tread to all of those things. Mm-hmm. E- each, each sense door, every sense door you have, because we're, pu- we're putting it up at that level of, of the combination so that for a while you watch the Anicca with the sounds, for a while you watch the Anicca with the sights, for a while, you watch the Anicca and the passing away while you're chewing food. Mm. You can feel the body and the postures of the body when you're laying at bed at night, when you're standing, when you're sitting, when you're walking. Whatever postures of the body that you're in, keep track of noticing what posture mm. that the body is in. Paying attention again to that. Now we're doing it, but it's not 
touch it's the proprioceptic mm -hmm. so you could think of it in the sense that the touch is the outside of the body and the proprioceptic is something deep inside the body mm -hmm. it's connected to our balance system that we couldn't little children couldn't learn to stand up and walk without this facility mm -hmm. and then we get it really good especially if we play some sports in high school and then we forget all about it as an adult mm -hmm rather than recognizing, wait a minute, everything you do is response, uh, is required that you know what body uh, postures you're in. Mm -hmm. And so we start paying attention to that. So as you're walking, pay attention to what the body is doing as an entire thing while you're walking. Yes. So what you described there about ex kind of working with the sense doors separately um, but then also sometimes allowing just whatever presents, like, because what you yes, exactly. of walking in the world. That's in the way of going, okay, is, is that first we open up to the body completely, yeah. we open up to the eyes completely, then we open to the ears completely, and in the process we begin to fit all of this stuff together so that we're just open completely to whatever is there and we find out really a whole lot of stuff there that i've spoken to you before about some times where it feels like you you just enter this like flow state of just kind of like easeful uh very like mindful very engaged very sent like clear perception and you're walking through a forest and you're aware of like these successions of like the feel of like the forest floor on my feet, the sight of that bark, the sight of the sky feeling right. yes. in my body, a you know, a thought arising, and it just seems to like be this like beautiful flow of moments. Sports people tend to use that word flow. Yeah, and sports people are so into what they're doing, they can actually go into first jhana. Yeah, why? Because they're completely free from hindrances. They're watching what's going on. They really like what they're doing, and they feel that they can do it. Yeah. <clears throat> First jhana is a natural re response to playing sports well, and people really like it. They like mm. being in that flow. Mm. Okay. So yes, it's there. That that's what we're talking about. And there are. I think that I've heard people use the word somehow box, but it has to do with musicians when they're completely together in the music, that they're in it, mm. in the, and they can use also in the flow or being in it, being the music. Some people will say being lost in it. Mm. So it's the same, it's the same quality except that they got it both groups the um the martial artists the sports people the dancers and the musicians all can get into this state as well as others but it happens naturally for them we've actually got the mechanics and the understanding and the know-how mm. so we're doing it with complete wisdom we know what we're doing mm. And so that means that we don't have to go the way of learning that dance mm. or learning how to play that instrument or getting beat up that many times in sport <laughs> or win the Heisman Trophy. We don't have to do any of those things that they're doing to get that feeling of being in the flow 
because we know how to work it directly. Mm. And we can put ourselves in that state with the dom. Mm. <laughs> so go enjoy your week out in the woods okay thank you damarati lovely to talk to you yeah it's been delightful i really enjoy it when we talk matt good to see you i'll give you a call next saturday i'll let you know how it's gone okay all right i'll be glad to hear whatever you have to say <laughs> take care okay bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.